you are selecting allocation to buy your investment properties. And this is part one, so there's gonna be a second video, so don't miss out. As a single professional, I had debt and no savings after my divorce. I always wonder how I can start investing in real estate to secure my future. I studied programs that gave me all the benefits of investing in real estate. Some claim I could start with no money, but I could not find one that gave me the practical, actionable steps I needed. As a wealth advisor, I've met people that own real estate, but weren't ahead financially. They were rich, but they weren't wealthy. Then I finally realized that there was one vital component missing that makes someone become wealthy or not. And on the show, I will reveal what I found and give you the step-by-step -step actions to start investing in real estate and increase your wealth. My name is Araceli. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. So today, 13 items that you need to consider when looking at selecting a location where you're going to start investing. If you are living in an area that is high price, you may be having some trouble actually cash flowing or getting some properties to do a fix and flip. It might require a lot of uh, cash in order for you to do that. So a lot of people, they decide to go to a different location. But how do you decide where to buy and that it's profitable for you? So these are 13 items that I want you to consider when you're selecting an area where you're going to be investing, not exactly where you are, but where you're going to be investing. So I have a presentation and remember this is part one. So we're going to look at the first seven items. So don't miss out the next video coming out in a few days for part two, which is going to give you the items from eight to 13. Okay, so let's get started. Okay, guys, so let's get going. So there's 13 things to consider when selecting a location. This is part one. So we're going to look at items one, two, seven. And the first item is what is the distance from you? So how far do you want to go? I think you need to you know, sit down and figure out what is comfortable for you. So, you know, one of the beauties about properties is that you can change absolutely everything. If the house is too old, you can tear it down and build a new one. If you don't like the layout, you can change it. Uh, if the bathrooms and kitchens are outdated, you can install a uh, new model ones. And also you can change the color and so on. But the only thing that you cannot change is the location. So when you're considering where to buy, this is the most important thing to consider. If you decide how far, uh, if you are, if you have a rental property, how far do you want to de go? Especially if you're planning to do the uh, property manager management yourself. And if you look at this, uh, figure here there is like a bullseye and if you put yourself in the center and then go how far do you want to drive like if you're driving distance so if you want to go an hour two hours three hours and then what you do is you draw that in a map and take a look at 
two, three hours, whatever distance you've decided, how far do you want to go? And then draw it in the map and see what cities are there. And the best place to get started if you're in the United States is go to city-data.com and you will find a ton of information and I'm going to walk you through the other items so you know exactly what to look for. But this is the first step. So take some time to really understand how far you're willing to go. So the second item is the school quality. And, you know, to be fair, uh, not every prospective tenant cares about the school system, especially if it's just a, a younger couple. If that is not a deciding factor for them. In my case, it's not for me because I don't have any children. So, but remember, the better the quality of schools are, especially if you have single family homes, the easier it would be for you to rent those units. You know, unless you are um, having a different type of rentals. Uh, if you are going to be renting a, a condo that it might be just for mature people, then this might not be um, an item that you need to look at. But in general, if you have any rentals, normally they will have children and this would be important. So take a look at that as the item number two. Item number three would be the employment rates and job growth. If jobs are leaving the area and employment is rising, it's typically a negative catalyst for the local real estate market. On a city level, you can see employment, wage growth, and other important trends and in the uh, website that I gave you for www.city-data.com, you can find a lot of details about how much employment is in that particular city that you're looking at, and et cetera, et cetera. So you can get a lot of data that may give you an indication that there is uh, big companies in the area that could uh, bring more people into that particular city or location that you're looking at. So number three, it's employment rates and job growth. Number four, which is very tied to it, is the population growth. Normally when you have really good jobs or new uh, industry coming into that city or area, the population will grow because people are going to be moving where the employment is. So this is also, you can find it in the website that I gave you uh, to see what is the population growth and what has been the trend in the last few years that could give you an indication of, and this is a good area to invest because people want to live there. So that's number four. So let's go to number five. This is the type of neighborhood. So the neighborhood you select, it will depend on the strategy that you're pursuing. If you're doing flips, you may want to go to the suburbs where there are more residential homes and it's mostly occupied by families. If you're looking for young professionals or college students, then you need to be closer to schools and shopping malls and ensure there is public transportation. 
Now, if you decide to go for single family homes, the day-to-day -day management is not as much as tenants because tenants are older and they are established and they're not gonna be bothering you as much. So this is for the type of neighborhood. Uh, number six is insurance costs. And I'm talking about home insurance costs. And this could vary quite a lot depending on the city and the neighborhood you're in. One thing that you should definitely consider is whether you need any special type of insurance, such as flood coverage. Uh, you might be surprised what local areas are in designated flood zones. And flood insurance is not cheap. You also need to check if there are some other city-specific requirements. I found in some areas that I wanted to invest the city gets involved in every sale and purchase, and in some cases are very unreasonable when it comes down to repairs, depending on the inspector that will visit you. This, in many cases, will delay the sale and sometimes cost you to pay for a specific repair that it wasn't considered in the original quote. As an example, in one of my flips, I had an offer, and when the city came to inspect the property, gave us a list of prop of things to repair, and it was pretty unreasonable. This could be a problem, not only for the sale of the property, but also for insurance criteria. Because if the city is asking for that, the insurance cost will depend on things being repaired. Uh, sometimes the roof needs to be redone before you can actually get insurance. Also electrical items, there's many things that you need to check. Also, the insurance cost on the area will give you an indication whether it's a high risk area. So that's number six, so insurance cost. Number seven would be your property taxes. And this is something that most people would not think about it, but I found that within the same county are many different cities and not all of them will have the same property tax rates. If you are buying a long-term rental, buying two or three blocks from the city limits could mean huge savings. The last property I acquired, I am three blocks away from another city, which is called Shaker Heights. And Shaker Heights property taxes are quite a lot more expensive than the city of Cleveland that is just adjacent to it and it's only three blocks away. And the thing is because I am so close to the border with the Shaker Heights uh, city, it looks really a little bit more upscale, but I have the benefits of paying lower taxes and a lot less restrictions when it comes down to uh, city inspections. So the first seven items that we saw as a summary would be number one, distance from you. Number two, school quality. Number three, employment rates and job growth. Number four, population growth. Number five, type of neighborhood. Number six, insurance cost. And the last one is property taxes. Please tune in to 
part two, which we're going to see in a few days, for the remaining items. We will see you then. Thank you for being here on the show. Please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get notified when there are more shows available. And if you would like to have more information on how to start investing in real estate, please visit my website at www.arisalihernandez.com. Thank you.